right, so did you all see this news that broke today about the CUSA grant of rights? Yeah. Uh, yeah. About how uh, none of us at GTPDD are allowed to leave for another podcast. That's weird, because I resigned yesterday. <laughs> for five years. That's true. Matt did text me that he was going to resign from the podcast. <laughs> yes, because of my newfound Mormon faith. <laughs> and it's just, I want you guys to respect my decision that this podcast is not aligned with my new adherence to the Mormon faith. Well, that is one yep. way to do a sign off. Goodbye, Matt. Yeah. I guess. No, I'm and not. I'm Matt. I'm, I'm, <laughs> You're not Matt. <laughs> yeah. Well, when I first saw this news, though, about the actual uh, grant of rights, meaning that kind of the Conference USA teams are all saying they're not going to go anywhere for five years and it got them a better media deal and, and stuff like that. I first thought it said Akusa Bill of Rights. So I'm wondering what our what our amendments would be that we should be guaranteed to have since we're in Kusa and it sucks so bad that we should have at least something out of it. Bryflin, Liberty, University, and the Pursuit of Failure. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the GoTech Please Don't Die podcast, a show devoted to tech going and hopefully not dying. I'm Nathan. I'm Evan. I'm Matt. And it is finally game week. Of the 2023 football season. Wow. We made it, fam. It's unfortunate news. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, Tech opens up at home in week zero. We got a head start on most of the rest of the league with a matchup against the FIU Panthers. Yes. Yep. Eight o'clock p.m. Central Time kickoff. So that'll be a late one for you, Nathan, um, over there on the East Coast. My Lord. Their start game starts at nine o'clock in Miami. Yep. Why? Because it's going to be hot as fuck, dude. Yeah. Well, yeah, they're not playing in Miami either, so who cares? Oh, they're playing in Ruston? Yeah. I'm a fucking idiot. Are, are you standing in Miami right now waiting to do the sideline before the coverage? <laughs> no, I've been outside the stadium for six months holding on to my tickets. Oh, <laughs> you didn't bother to look at the ticket? No, I just, it just, I saw La Tech symbol and thought I was supposed to come here. He blocked out last year's game that was in Miami. Um <sighs> That's unfortunate. I, there's a good reason to block out that game. That was the two overtime loss to what was probably actually one of the worst teams in the conference. We were close, yeah. but I think FIU was worse than us. How many games did we win last year? Four. Ah, it would Four. have been three had we won that game. Yeah. So the uh, one one benefit to the 8 p.m. kickoff is that it will be 91 degrees at 8 p.m. Uh, instead of God. 101 feels like 109 at 3 p.m. So. Uh, shout out to CBS Sports Network for putting us on um, late. And also, we are going to be the last FBS game on TV of the night. So that's pretty cool. Well, I'm probably not going to be able to watch this game unless Nathan's YouTube TV is still logged in upstairs. <laughs> if it is, great. If it isn't, I'm fucked. It's logged in upstairs at the FIU football stadium, you mean? Actually, I think uh, I might be able to bogart my mom's dish network. Uh, because I, I refuse to pay for cable. Maybe I can watch it. I definitely want to. Yeah, especially because this will be the first game in the Hank Bachmeyer experience. Transfer quarterback coming in, Sonny Cumbie hoping to turn things around in his second year as head coach. I'm pretty excited about this game. Well, you ain't seen nothing yet. It's amazing how much you love the Guess Who, Matt, and then the guy leaves the Guess Who and forms his own band, and you're like, fuck this band. Yeah, well, that's more pleasurable than sitting through the last couple of seasons. And so we certainly hope we get off to a W uh, coming up against FIU for week zero. Yeah, And Tech has released their week zero game one depth chart. 
And with pictures of the coaches, but not of the players, which would have been more useful. We do have the jersey Vincent numbers. Cumbie on it. Am I blind? He is not. He's not there. It's just That's got- interesting. Actually, Sonny Cumbie just looks like a depth chart. So the rest <laughs> of the page is his face. God, that's horrifying. Uh, Us playing as a depth chart. What a crazy bastard. I was, yeah, I, I think uh, there were some surprises on the depth chart, weren't there? Yeah, Hank, Hank Bachmeyer is wearing number 19. Hank Bachmeyer. Uh, he's wearing 19. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's the surprise. On yeah. this, um, I would have thought he would have mixed it up. You guys know the last the last quarterback to wear nineteen for La Tech? It was uh, good old Cody Swolkel. <laughs> Shout Jesus. out Cody Sokol. So yeah, I think the first thing um, on this roster, obviously Hank Bachmeyer is your starting quarterback, but we've known this for a few weeks from bleed tech blue, but uh, Marquise Crosby is out currently with an injury. Not sure when he'll be back. So he's not going to be your starter at running back. We've got Charvis Thornton and then Tyree Shelton. And then, I mean, I'm not going to go through the whole thing, but good to see true Edwards starting at one of the outside wide receiver positions opposite Cyrus Allen. Uh, We weren't really sure how far along true Edwards was in his development, but this is, his. Sophomore? He'll be starting game one. Sophomore year or? Uh, he's a redshirt junior. Gotcha. So he's got this year and the next. Well, he's anything like his pop. And we've seen some clips and practice. Definitely. Definitely. He's got me impressed. I picked him for my breakout player of the season. Yeah. And, and then closing out the offense. I mean, you've got uh, a pretty good set of offensive linemen. All of them have, you know, tons of game experience. The the least amount of game experience on this roster is Carson Bruno. And he's just a sophomore with 16 games played 12 games started. And then Jaron Gilbert will be starting his first game, but he's played in 23 games in his career. So I was looking at the step chart earlier and I was saying there's a lot of experience here and there's a lot of talent here. Uh, two things I could not have said last year. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, we're talking about true Edwards, the he's the guy with the least amount of game experience in the starting group. Um, he's only played in two games in his collegiate career, I think both at Hawaii, if I'm not mistaken. But, um, so, you know, he's the one that's got a lot to, to show here as a starter and, um, you know, but everybody else is up in the double digits really of games played, um, on this offense, which is good to see. Even moving over to the defense, the same thing is kind of true there. Uh, Not a lot of positions where you don't have people that have played in games or started games, Uh, Things like Michael Clark is back. He started 16, played in 33. Uh, Deshaun Hall at defensive tackle played in 40, started 28. The other two defensive line positions, uh, Rayson Williams and Jadan Burnett, uh, both have not started very many games, but they've appeared in some. This defense, which is the biggest question mark on this team, has at least the experience that they may be able to draw from to get better this year. Yeah, I don't don't think so. I think what's scary up front for me is if you look at the lack of experience of the two deep. So the guys who are going to be in rotation, right? You've got really nobody who's played outside of the starters. And obviously on defensive line, you're trying to rotate in and out to keep guys fresh. And so there's guys who haven't seen a lot of action, um, but hopefully we'll get up to speed pretty quick here in week one or sorry, week zero to be able to spell the Michael Clarks for a few plays or even a full drive. So we'll have to see some of these guys contribute like a Jaden Gray from Iowa State, David Blaze, Ian Nason. These guys are all in the two deep, but they haven't played really at all in their careers. So 
Um, it'll be interesting to see how that develops over time. I think the defense is going to be terrible. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm terrible enough to lose to FIU. God, I hope not. Yeah, I, the the improvements on offense should be enough to get Altec across the finish line in this one. But and uh, a shootout with FIU sounds uh, fun in a way, but scary in another. Yeah, it's a it's a game that's only been played four times in the past. Tech is three and one all time against the Panthers, a series dating all the way back to 2013. I remember playing them one year, <laughs> 2016 or 17, uh, and the broadcast was terrible. I think Trent Taylor was still there. I was watching it on my laptop, and it's like a jumbotron cam, but it was being operated by like a three year old who had chicken pox. <laughs> I don't know. It was terrible. I think. That's the last time I remember playing FIU at FIU, but we're playing in Ruston. We're playing in Ruston, so get on that plane. Yeah, Nathan, you mentioned uh, we're three and one all time against Florida. Uh, I almost said Atlantic. Four and uh, one, sorry. Four and one. Okay, against FIU. Uh, unfortunately, that loss was last year, uh, end of October. We lost forty-two to thirty-four in double overtime one. against the Panthers. And just to kind of refresh your memory on that game, because why? Why? <laughs> Why would you remember this? Basically, <laughs> um, we took a ten to zero lead. Landry Liddy was playing quarterback. Um, yeah, uh, some some kid, I guess. And you know, had a seventeen to seven lead early in the second quarter on a Marquise Crosby run. But then FIU came back with two touchdowns in a row. Here we let them recover the kick. Isn't that what we did? That sounds familiar. We like didn't grab the kick and they got it at the twenty nine yard line. Is- does that sound right? Yeah, that sounds familiar. I've blocked this game out of my mind, but I remember something like that happening last year. So they scored a quick two touchdowns in a row um, within a minute of each other to take a 21-17 to 17 lead into halftime. Um, we end up tied at 24-24 on a long drive. Uh, Landry Liddy looking okay in this game. And then actually took the lead with... Um, 531 left to play 27-24 but allowed a 69-yard 13 play oh, drive nice. to yeah to to tie the game with a field goal at the buzzer for FIU and then the ESPN drive summary does not have overtime but we both scored touchdowns in the first overtime and then we allowed FIU to score very easily in the second overtime and we could not. Yep, good times. At 2 minutes and 22 seconds left in the fourth quarter of this game, Tech had a 90.4% chance to win. Good stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. Last two years have been great. We're we're doing great. Of course. But this game is in Ruston. God damn it. (laughs) Yeah, Tech has never lost to FIU in Ruston, so there's hope. Yeah, this FIU team, granted, uh, they beat Tech, so all this that I have to say about their offense, defense, and everything – this is a team that beat Tech, but they were not very good. No, they definitely were not uh, very good. I mean, just looking at their overall stats offensively, I mean, the only thing they're even top 100 in is passing offense overall. They had 219 yards per game, which was 84th in the country. And that's only because they were the number 17 most pass-heavy team in college football last year. Right, and they only mustered... Mustered? Yeah, they only mustered the number 84. Yeah, come on, Matt, catch up. Ugh, fucking brutal. <laughs> <laughs> you had to quit to run through some of these other offensive things. 16.9 points per game last year. That's 120th. Uh, <laughs> that is offensive. Third down <laughs> percentage, 29. 
percent conversion, 124. A team that passes that much, my God. Red zone scoring, 62 percent, 130th. Is Aaron Brooks their quarterback? Only moving backwards. Uh, rush yards per game, 113th. Yards per pass, 123rd. Uh, field goal percentage, 128th. <laughs> wow. Uh, just can't let them have anything. Interception thrown percentage, 116th. Time of possession, 114th. Either kicker? <laughs> maybe. Maybe that's why you've been in Miami this whole time. You actually yes. training camp. But it, I pointed this out in the Blue Tech Blue Post that I, I wrote this week, but that QB sack percentage was kind of the only thing they did well. Only getting sacked on 3.93% of their dropbacks. That was in the top 25 in college football. But the issue is that their entire offensive line is gone, or at least three of their starters have transferred out, including one to Middle Tennessee to become one of their starters, which just has to hurt. Not even really a move up, just a move sideways. Yeah, move. So, and who would give up Miami for fucking Murfreesboro except Big Smo? That's true. Big Smo would never he, go to he, Miami. No, he gave up San Diego <laughs> for Murfreesboro, which is like trading... I like a, a night at the Ritz Carlton well, for a Motel Six. Hey, the Ritz Carlton makes you pay for breakfast, though. You get it for free at Motel Six. You get a lot of things for free at Motel Six, if you know what I mean. Um, <laughs> this offense was not very good, and I expect it to be worse this year. Is what I'm getting at. Quarterbacks the same. Grace and James, they have transfers in, transfers out. So does everybody. But I just don't see a lot that I'm scared of with this offense. Granted, our defense was bad last year, and we're hoping for improvement. But I guess so are they. I mean. I guess what worries me is that last year's game, so we sucked on run defense last year. We were dead last, I think, but we actually held them. This was like the one game we did a good job. We held them to 68 yards for the whole game and an eight yard long rush for the entire game. Or actually it was 57 yards total because they lost, uh, they lost some yardage too, but that's 2.1 yards per rush. So like, we did a great job there, but Grayson James, who's not very good at quarterback uh, overall, had his best game of his career where he completed uh, 31 passes of his 48 attempts, 321 yards and three touchdowns. Um, that sets a career high for his yardage. And, you know, we were kind of letting him dictate the game. That wasn't really what happened to our defense last year overall. So I don't know if it's just a Grayson James problem for the defense or if it was just a weird game, but like if we're going to let Grayson James have time and, and use his feet to extend plays like he did last year, it's going to be a long game for us. And one, one thing I found hilarious about Grayson James um, stats in games where he threw a single touchdown pass last year, they were four and oh, he was their starting quarterback for 11 of their 12 games. <laughs> So they were 0-7 when he did not throw a touchdown pass. So that's... Uh, Can't wait for him to throw a touchdown pass in the first play of the game. Right, exactly. Yep. We'll be like, oh. They'll be on defense, too. It'll yes. be that much more impressive. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah, well, I'm hoping that, that we're able to get some sort of pass rush because if we're not able to get any pressure on him in this game with this offensive line that's just lost so much, then I'm really not hopeful about our defense moving forward. I'm not hopeful. About the defense, period. I guess that's true. Well, let's talk about another defense, the FIU defense, to maybe make you feel a little bit better by comparison. Find out. Uh, Yeah, so 125th last year in points per game allowed, 37.3. Again, they only scored 16.9 points per game, so averaged getting outscored by 20-ish. 117th in yards per game allowed. Let's see, uh, 126th in third down conversion percentage, 100 and. 
12th in rush yards allowed per game. Also weren't able to get pressure on the quarterback, 109th in sack percentage. Uh, yeah, not great. This this defense looks kind of similar to ours in a lot of ways from a year ago, at least. Well, I said earlier, shoot out of Palooza with FIU. Yeah, I mean, looking at their roster now, I mean, they, they've got some different players um, from the transfer portal, but they lost a lot of production on defense too, and obviously it wasn't a good defense to begin with, but... They're going to need a lot of help from some new defensive linemen to try to generate pressure. They lost their top tackler to Stanford, and then they kind of lost more than they gained through the portal with um, in the secondary. So it's really going to be a work in progress for them, kind of like us. Like We're not really sure what our defense will look like here in year two of Scott Power, and this is, uh, this is a similar situation for FIU. So it's kind of just like wait and see. You know, hopefully we put them down at the bottom of the stats after this first week because uh, the Hank Bach, uh, the Bach, Bachman turn. What are we calling it, Matt? The Bachmeyer Turner overdrive? Hopefully not the Bach, Bachmeyer uh, turnover. Oh, overdrive. God, no, please. Turnover, turnover Why drive. Why would you speak that? Bachmeyer turnover uh, drive. Orville, Bachenheimer. Uh, I'm going with that. <laughs> Okay. I still think we should go with Johann Sebastian Bachmeyer. Okay. If he's like, okay, that's one for Chris Mikowski. I don't, he's not calling this game because it's on CBS Sports Network, but we'll have to tell him uh, to call him if he's, if he's ever like really tearing it up out there to call him uh, Johann Sebastian Bachmeyer. I do like the idea of just having an earpiece in his ear. And whenever we think of something funny, we tell him to say it on the air. <laughs> kind of like Impractical Jokers, I think. Yeah. That's a lot of but... fines by the end of the night if I'm in his ear. <laughs> yeah, that's true. We, we can't let that <laughs> depends have on our microphone. Matt, I can't say that about Scott Power for the 57th time. <laughs> it's just a bunch of bleeps coming Matt, out of the SPM can, camera. I, I can't say. <laughs> no, yeah, it's. it's <laughs> it wouldn't be good. But yeah, the uh, coverage is on. What did you say? CBS CBS Sports. Sports. Yep. 8 p.m. Central Time, CBS Sports Network. You know, if you don't have CBS Sports Network, just sign up for a free trial of YouTube TV or I think Fubo has it. Why does a Paramount Plus have it? Because they're stupid. I guess so. Yeah, I I don't know. Probably the cable companies don't let them have it for whatever reason. It's probably an existing deal. Um, I'll be there in person. I'm going to drive over... You know, it's nice that it's a late kickoff so I can do some stuff I got to take care of in the morning here in Dallas and then uh, head over to Ruston and uh, I'll be crashing with my brother there who's a senior at Tech. So I'm hoping to see a big Tech win. Is it just you or is Catherine going? Catherine can't come this time. So just me. So thankfully that means Tech will win. win. So let's get into predictions now that we know the key to victory. Now that I know That's that, actually my, my number three key to victory for Blue Tech. Well, this now week. that I know that the Catherineite will not be in the stadium, I have to say <laughs> that's that, actually uh, pretty good. <laughs> I'm actually kind of mad at how, uh, how well that works. I, I'm proud. So, so anyway, yeah, since she won't be there, I think it's a definite win. Yeah, it seems like the polls and Vegas agree with you. Massey Ratings gives Tech a 78% chance to win this game with a final score predicted of 35 to 21. ESPN FPI gives Tech a 76.8% chance to win. And Vegas right now has the Bulldogs as not the underdogs, but the favorites. 11-point victory is what they're betting on. But Matt, do you think that that will win this one too? Absolutely, yeah. Since Catherine's not going, it's a definite. <laughs> yeah, it's a definite. Like, I was already very confident, but it's a, 
it's a no doubter. Yeah, I I agree. I'm really hoping this is like a huge win that'll give us confidence moving forward and have us be like, okay, the defense is better. The offense is like clicking on all cylinders. That's what I I don't want to like hope for that, but that's like what would be the best possible outcome of this game is to be like, okay, yeah, like maybe maybe we do have a chance to contend for the conference here, even though FIU sucks. I do, but my gut um, said I just feel something in my gut that says Tech's going to come out and wow us. Like, we're going to have a podcast where we're like, whoa. Okay. I can't believe how well that all went. Uh, I I don't I don't know if I want to – fuck it. I will. I, 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 I'm going to go ahead and just give my score prediction now if that's where we're at. Yeah. Yeah, go for it. Let's say 42 to 10. Wow. That would be – With Tech winning, right? Of course. <laughs> I already said that, yeah. Yeah, just making that sure. That would be – that's exactly what I'm hoping for, Matt. Like a like a nice like 45 to 17, 42 to 10, somewhere in there. Yeah, I just where it's like, oh yeah, they scored a touchdown late, but who cares, right? Like it's not close. Sure, we're not going to overtime no. again. That sort of so stuff. Just right? a dominant performance that sets the tone for Cumbie's second year in charge. See great quarterback play, great work in the backfield. The wide receivers are on fire, obviously with the score and the defenses gelling really well better than i've ever given any credit to their coaching for something in my gut says that they're going to come out and they're just going to steamroll fiu to set the tone for the season these aren't yeah. these aren't your bulldogs of the last two I, years i was. hope that that's true that's that's like what i want in my soul yeah, fucking cumby uh, after be... the game leaves with a wheelbarrow for his nuts he's got a fucking <laughs> that's a medical disorder <laughs> yeah elephantitis <laughs> Yeah, wearing that fucking instead of that oil Derek <laughs> iced out chain he had at Texas Tech, he's got he's got the Lady of the Mist version of. He's gonna the be having a lot of chain. ladies misting if he does what I think he's gonna do. <laughs> Jesus. Oh my god! Uh, <laughs> we never said this was a family show. It's it's marked as explicit. Um, I'm both you knew what you were getting into. <laughs> I'm both embarrassed and ashamed. So I really feel it in my in, in my blood and guts that. Cumbie and crew are going to come out there and really steamroll. It's going to get the crowd into it. It's going to bring a lot of excitement. It's going to entice people to come to the games. It's going to be good. Mm, man, this all sounds great to me. That's what I want. That's what I'm hoping for here on Tuesday night as we record. I'm going to say we win 31 to 17, though. Um, it's not really close, but it's not quite the victory that we're hoping for. It's not quite the blowout or the sort of like, Oh yeah, we're we're a good team and this is a bad team, right? I don't know that we've shaken those demons of like being able to not play down to someone's level. I'd love to see it, but until then, I think we're not we're just not going to be able to pull away and make it to where I'm like fully comfortable until, you know, until the buzzer sounds at the end. So, 31-17, we do cover that spread from Vegas, but not we're not going to beat the what is the term that I'm looking for? The over under is uh I think 58 or something like that. I don't think we passed that. This is the spread? It's Tech minus 11 right now. Yeah, it was 10 earlier in the week. Uh, tech is going to lose. Oh, okay. At halftime. Um, <laughs> they will be down, I'm thinking like 14 to, to 10 or something like that going into the, the uh, halftime break. And then turn on the Jets in the third quarter and fourth quarter and make it look like it never was close. I think there's going to be a bit on both sides of trying to shake off some rust from the offseason and get in a groove and things like that. And I think it will take a bit. And that at halftime we're freaking out. Oh no, is this 
this is the team that we were going to watch 11 more games from. Uh, oh, God. And then by the end of the game, we'll have forgotten that we were in that headspace at halftime and just be excited about the SMU game and the week to come. So I also think this is a win. But I, I, I think that it's I think Tech wins by 10. I think the original Vegas line was correct. And I'll say that it's 34-24 or something like that as a final just because of how slow we get started. Matt, I'm, I'm hoping that it's like the kind of game where you look up and we've scored like 24 points in the first quarter, like because FIU keeps fucking up and we're taking advantage of it, right? Like that's that's what I want. That's what I'm hoping it is. But like – It just sounds too good to be true know. to me. I think I'm – yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, so finally, before we wrap up, let's do this week's Tweet of the Week. Uh, A lot of stuff online about getting prepared for the season and camps wrapping up and and just overall excitement. But rather than look to the future, this week's Tweet of the Week looks to the past. At WTF Coach tweets Louisiana Tech at LaTechFB has used different color variations of the state of Louisiana and the letter T on every helmet since 1968, except for one game in 2014, which had a Bulldog logo. The attached image shows the helmets throughout the years, including, uh, well, a bunch of state T's and the various configurations of of the T and different colors. Uh, Then we had a white helmet for a bit. Then we went back to red, red T, white T, patriotic T, everything. Um, I also like the one that just has a 100 on it. What was the game we wore the Bulldog helmet for? I remember that. I want to say it was UTEP or something. It was was a home game in 2014. It was Sokol's year. To bring this to a nice round conclusion. Yeah, it was the red out game on October 4th. So I guess we won that game. It was UTEP. I remember that game because if I'm not mistaken, maybe maybe I am mistaken. It was 2014 not only the year of Sokol, but that was the only year with Manny Diaz, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Yeah. So... Fucking, uh, that's the year that the Davison was being built in the end zone. There's all that construction and some little fella tech caught an insane touchdown pass in that UTEP game. We also had a field goal block for a touchdown in that game. Vander Liggins, I think took it to the house. Carlos Henderson got a 69 yard touchdown reception. Marcus Gaines had an 18 yard reception. Gaines. Okay. Gaines. And that was to go up 48 to three. Tech would end up winning 55 yeah. to three. Jesus. So maybe we should bring back the Bulldog yeah. helmet. <laughs> I don't like the Bulldog <laughs> logo, but Jesus. And <laughs> yeah, neither do I, but if we're going to win like that, the yeah, Gaines can't touchdown. can't argue with the results. I remember that Gaines touchdown very well. It was like a one handed grab in the very end of the end zone. It was incredible. Commentators were losing their minds and find the clip later. But yeah, I think that about wraps it up for this episode of the Go Tech Please Don't Die podcast. As always, you can follow us on <laughs> you can follow us on Twitter or X or whatever at G O T E C H P L S D N T D I E, or head to our blog, newly redesigned, uh, that features the shop where you can get this month's shirt of the month. It's a bulldog football hybrid monstrosity. You can still get it. It's still August. Something will be up soon in 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 September. You can also do now the contest on the oh, page, yeah. and it's and that's as simple as it's like sports betting, but you don't have to lose your house. Uh, you can <laughs> pick the over, the under. You can pick which team will win straight up, and will Tech cover or beat the spread? Three simple I questions. Mean, I just want to state for the record, if you want to give us your house, you are more than welcome to. Huh, it's not required. I thought about that. Though. Huh, yeah. Well, one step closer <laughs> to 400. <laughs> we just need 399 more people to play this contest. Yeah. That's a lot of fun. We also have our season preview and prediction post up today as we record this. 
uh, showing how we think the season will go, best case scenario, worst case scenario, things in that nature. You should check that out. I'm trying to if I'm forgetting anything else. There's there's a lot going on right now with the season uh, coming to a start. I, I think that's everything right now. Uh, check out Scorgami. Check out the stats account at gtpdd underscore stats. They'll be tweeting things out throughout the year. And yeah, I guess that is it. Yep. Oh, follow us on Instagram too. Oh. gtpdd.dog. Oh, yes, of course. Oh, yeah. Also, check out Evan and my writings for BTB oh, yeah. that we also tweet on our Twitter. <laughs> tweet on the Twitter. Tweet on the X. I guess it's post on yes, the X, which is less land than Xing on the X. No. Jock on uh, the haters and read our BTB No, it's posts. Twitter and I'm going to tweet. So, fuck you, Elon. Yeah, check all that out just in case you're extremely bored this week. We have quite a bit of content for you to go through. Yep. And until next time, I'm Nathan. I'm Evan. Matt. Go Tech. Please don't die. For real this time. I mean, it's always real. I don't want people yeah, to die. Yeah, but normally we don't have a game. Oh, coming okay. Out. Now we have a game. Okay. Like, actually go and do not die this week. Okay, yeah, that makes like sense. Like, it's imperative. This week, especially. You're not allowed to die. Yes. <laughs> <laughs>